Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Monday morning. Good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with... I'm Joe Welke. And Jill, we have a special visitor today. We do have a special visitor. You know, I, I don't know. I, are you too afraid to say hello on the radio this morning? No. Well, you got to speak up a little bit louder. No. Ah, that would be the voice of my daughter, Mackenzie. She's come with today. I think she's going to take over for us, Jill. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. We've got a story that she'll read later on. We'll see how she does. I think she'll do fantastic. If she does, I say we head out for breakfast. I think so. We'll let her just finish up. I mean, she can get this. I mean, she takes after me, and you've been kind of coaching her a little bit this morning. We're good. Yeah, as long as you can say that one word. Yes. What's the word? (laughs) She whispered it. (laughs) We'll be talking about the fairs coming up. Mackenzie Smith is going to be taking the helm on that. It was a very decent weekend. I mean, we had some rain over the weekend, Jill, but overall, Country Jam, success. It was. There was a lot of people there on Saturday. Yeah. And it was full, and people were excited, and there was a lot of fluid flowing. Oh, water, of course. Of course. And, you know, with the rain, is that the fluid you're referring to? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was a beautiful weekend. We had a decent weekend. We are ready for the Clark County Fair coming up towards, you know, beginning, middle-ish of August. We've got our projects ready to go. She was busy gluing and hot gluing, and we didn't get the super glue out, so that was good. She didn't hot glue her fingers, did she? No. Like like Uh, you do? uh, Right away. Tell everybody I burn my fingers. (laughs) I do that all the time. No, actually, there was no burnt fingers this time. That's impressive. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're, we're getting better at this. That's so, yeah, but we've got a lot of stuff going on this morning in agriculture. We're going to be talking about Compere Financial, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Foundation and Federation, and also fair season. Weather right now, we are at 53 degrees. It is. Kenzie, what would you think of the weather this morning? How was it out there? It was cold. It was was cool or cold? Both. Both. Yeah, it was a little chilly this morning overall. I mean, we're at 53 degrees right now, but we're looking at a high of 79. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
We are a few minutes before the five o'clock hour on this Monday morning, and Mackenzie Smith is joining us. Her making her wax one hundred four point five radio debut. And Kenzie, tell everyone what we saw this morning on our way in. How many deer, and what else did we see? We saw about four deer and a family of baby raccoons, and a, and the mama too. And what did I have to do to avoid that family of raccoons? Slam on the brakes. Well, I didn't slam on the brakes. I mean, we, we were on the brakes pretty good, but we did not. They all survived. They crossed the road safely, and it was a good drive-in. Mm-hmm. She got to see lots of beautiful stars this morning. It's going to be a nice day. She's out and about with us. Realizing what it's like to be up at this time in the morning. Isn't that right? It's nice and bright. <laughs> and Wex 104.5. 5 o'clock, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. It's time to check in this morning with your morning news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The Ukrainian ambassador to the U.S. says a recent Russian attack on the major port of Odessa shows the need for more weapons. Now when Russia is violating it, they're clearly showing who they are and that they need to be stopped. Appearing on CBS's Face the Nation, Ambassador Oksana Markarova said the attack violated a recent agreement between the countries to resume vital shipments of grain. She went on to double down on Ukraine's continuing need for more defensive weapons. A record-breaking heat wave is sweeping across the Northeast. Mark Mayfield has more. Numerous record highs were tied or broken on Sunday with the extreme weather expected to last through at least Tuesday. Boston hit a high of 100 degrees, surpassing the previous daily record of 98 degrees set in 1933. Temperatures in Providence, Rhode Island and Reading, Pennsylvania reached 97 degrees. At least two heat-related deaths were reported over the weekend, one in Pennsylvania, the other in New York City. I'm Mark Mayfield. The World Health Organization is calling monkeypox a public health emergency of international concern. The announcement came Saturday after the WHO held a second emergency meeting on the outbreak. WHO Director General Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus made the call after the committee was unable to come to a consensus. A mother, father, and their six-year-old daughter are dead after a shooting at an Iowa camp ground. The couple and their daughter, identified as Tyler, Sarah, and Lula Schmidt, were found dead Friday morning in a tent at a state park campground in eastern Iowa. The couple's nine-year-old son survived the attack and is safe. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it was a busy week this weekend and last week. Not only was it Country Jam weekend, but there were some fairs going on, Jill. And what did you find out at some of the fairs? I ventured up to Glenwood City to check out the St. Croix County Junior Fair. Man, there's a lot of activities up there from horses to cows to all the stuff in the buildings. And I caught up with Lauren Thompson. She's kind of a veteran shore of those sheep. I'm out here at the St. Croix County Junior Fair. I caught up with somebody that's done quite a bit of showing, Miss Lauren Thompson. She showed a pig this year for the first time, but she's pretty much a veteran when it comes to showing those sheep. Tell me a little bit about your sheep herd. It's kind of a funny story. In 2016, after avian influenza, our family decided that we were going to try a different species, and we bought 
three market weathers that year, and we walked them every day, and we loved them so much that our parents said when they go to the auction and don't come home, the empty barn isn't going to isn't gonna work for those kids. So we bought three ewes, and our flock has blossomed from there. This year we had 170 lambs born on the farm, which is really exciting. And this year, many, all of our market weathers, actually, and many of our breeding ewes and rams were home-raised and homegrown. And so that's something that we were really proud of um, to get to show off at the fair this year. So even those weathers and the ewes, everything is coming from home these days. They're almost all of them. Yep, we have 24 sheep here. There's another neighbor that took a couple of ours. So of the 20 sheep that came off our farm, we raised 16 of them. And that's something that we were really, really proud of and really fortunate to be able to do. How did you place up here? We had a very good day in the sheep barn. Our our sheep were, we had um, champion meat ram, reserve champion meat ram, champion meat you, reserve champion meat you, champion... Wool Ram and champ- Reserve Champion Wool Ram came off our farm, and the Champion Wool You and the Reserve Champion Wool You came off the farm too. And what breed are we talking about? We have Border Lesters, Hampshires, Shropshires, Dorsets, and Weatherstyle. So you don't put all your sheep in one basket for sure. I just found out that you showed pigs for the first time this year. Whatever made you go over to pigs? I love the agricultural industry, and I'm currently, I just finished my freshman year at Kansas State University, and someday I would like to be a state livestock specialist um, in extension somewhere. And so I thought to be able to have that experience of showing pigs and raising them and understanding how they work would be really valuable and a good thing in my toolbox for the future. And so this is my last year 4-H, and we figured if we're ever going to do it, now's the time, and it's been a great experience. Along with your 4-H experience, did you have the opportunity to go on some trips and that kind of thing? I did. 4-H has given me more opportunities than I ever could have imagined when I first started. I went to Citizenship Washington Focus um, with the Wisconsin delegation, and I also went on the American um, Spirit Experience, and then virtually I attended the National um, National Conference through 4-H as a delegate and got to meet some others from around the nation online. And... It's been wonderful. I was on the Wisconsin Leadership Council. I was a member and then a member of the 4-H Foundation to be the liaison for the state of Wisconsin, and that was amazing. And my final year on the Wisconsin Leadership Council, I was fortunate enough to serve as the president. So I've my time in 4-H has given me more experiences, tools, and um, resources in the future, and that is one thing I couldn't be more thankful for. Any advice out there for 4-Hers coming up? Oh, man, if there's a project that you want to try, if there's something you want to do, do it. Find the people. The 4-H world is so wonderful that gives you adults and volunteers that are willing to help you and ask questions along the way. You don't know if you don't ask. And so just do the experience. Show what Try a new project. Um, someday you'll be able to look back at it and say, that was really cool that I got to do that. And so just try everything and use every opportunity you're given because what you put into an experience is what what you put into an experience is what you get out of it. And that's unbelievably valuable. That is so amazing, Jill. And this is, I mean, she's so accomplished already. She is. She's already been to college for a year out down at Kansas State. And man, she had a lot of good things to say. I truly enjoyed visiting with her during the interview and afterwards.
Wow. It, it's exciting to see kids involved and excited about agriculture. Well, that is something special. I mean, you, you just got to love going to the fairs and watching the experiences, watching how, you know, a young kid grows from a clover bud to an explorer and then years down the road, you know, a year into college and look at what they've accomplished. It's just amazing to see. It is. It's truly amazing. And it really warms my heart, too, just to see the excitement in their eyes and see they're, they're just ready to go at it and yeah. get something done. That's amazing. But we've got a busy morning coming up. Thank you so much, Jill. We've got weather, news, markets. We're, we've got a lot going on today. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. That's right, Wisconsin and agriculture. It is our way of life. And let's take a look at the weather so we can have a good time today. We've got a mostly sunny day coming toward us. High of 79 degrees. Tonight is going to be a partly cloudy night with a low of 60. Tomorrow it's going to be a little cloudier and a chance of showers later on with a high of 81. Tomorrow night, there is a chance of some scattered thunderstorms with a low of 61. Wednesday, mostly sunny with some clouds, looking at a high of 80. Wednesday night, partly cloudy and a low of 56. We've got temperatures around the area right now. We've got Medford at 50 degrees. La Crosse is nice and toasty at 61. Marshfield, little chilly, 52. Rice Lake is at 51. Green Bay is at 59. Wausau, 53. Down in Madison, 63. Milwaukee, 66 degrees. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we are at 53 degrees, looking for that high of 79. We've got your morning markets. Those are coming up next in those markets. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. And it's time to take a look at those morning markets this morning. And Jill, lead us off. What's going on on your end? For the live cattle, choice-fed beef steers are 135 to 148 and a half with mixed at 90 to 134. Choice-fed beef heifers are 133 to 144 with mixed at 90 to 130. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 120 to 131 with selects at 86 to 116 with cows at 70 to 91 and a half. Bulls are 74 to 110. Butcher hogs are 83 to 99 with sows at 61 and a half to 67. Boars are 620. <laughs> 27 to 29. New crop market lambs are $1 to 110. Feeder lambs are 110 to 195. Thank you, Jill. And looking at the Mercantile Exchange, your live cattle for August is at 137.37. That's up $1.65. October's at 143. That's up 202. December's at 148.17, up $1.85. Feeder cattle for August is at 181.55. That's up 327. September's at 184.47. That's up 317. October's at a 187, that's up 277. Lean hogs for August is at 118.70, that's up 240. October's at 96.32, up 55 cents. December's at 86.52, that's up 30 cents. And looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, we got your December corn up 11 at 575. December oats up 8 at 439. November beans are up a dime at 13.26. October soybean meal is up $3.50 at 3.86.90 a ton. December wheat is up 27 cents at 8.05. Looking at the dairy side barrel cheese down 4 cents to $1.92. Your blocks were unchanged at $1.91. 
Double A grade butter was down one and three quarter cent to two ninety and three quarters, and your class three futures for July were down two cents at twenty two fifty two. August down thirteen at twenty twenty three. September down twenty eight at nineteen eighty nine. October down twenty six cents at twenty forty. November down twenty cents at twenty fifty four. And those markets were downward trending through September of two thousand and twenty three. So not great news on those dairy markets, but hey, Chicago Board of Trade. Looking up at 18 minutes after 5 o'clock on Wax 104.5. And, you know, we have a lot of stuff going on in agriculture. We have a busy weekend coming up. Mackenzie Smith, tell me what is going on in the news. It's full-on fair season in Wisconsin. If you're looking to check out the swine, goat, sheep, beef, and cattle shows, you still have time. And while you're at the fair, stop into the exhibition booths and see youth projects. Anything from photography to baked goods, rock creatures, plants, and more. Coming up this weekend will be the Eau Claire County Fair, Dunn County Fair, Monroe County Fair, Taylor County Fair, and Oneida County Fair. So stop out at the fairs and eat some fair food. See the events at the grandstands and more. Very good. So yeah, we've got a busy weekend coming up. Lots of fairs. And Mackenzie, you're ready for the fair, aren't you? Yeah. And your projects are all done? Yes. And did you do most of them by yourself? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a busy morning. we got to continue on. Thank you so much. We're going to be hearing from Randy Romanski next. Bob had a chance to catch up with him. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's been a busy summer for Wisconsin Agriculture Secretary Randy Romanski traveling around the state talking about your government grants and also attending two days at Farm Technology Days. But before FTD in Clark County, the secretary was overseas on a trade mission. We asked him what that mission was all about and where he went. I just got back on a USDA uh, trade mission to London, which is a good opportunity. Um, I'll take you backwards to go forwards, though. Uh, 2021 was a record year in exports for Wisconsin agriculture products around the world. About $4 billion, a little short of it. Uh, and that's that's a good sign that we're, that we're getting up because one of the things that was a challenge and it affects this balance a little bit is we had some, we had some trade disruptions for a while and that, that, uh, that sticks. You know, you think about uh, what it means to the, the ginseng industry to see tariffs and retaliatory tariffs uh, happen. And that, that, that had, it took a bite out of some of the exports. But what I'll say is we've start to, to build, started to build, build that back and we're seeing uh, the rest of the world as we would expect have a, an appetite for uh, Wisconsin products um, so we look for opportunities where we can uh, the the trip to London as I said was a USDA mission but uh, we're fortunate Governor Ever, Governor Ever set aside some funding through something called the Wisconsin Initiative for Ag Exports where we're supposed to be out there promoting Wisconsin products and that's that's what we're doing looking at that with England getting out of the European Union, Boris Johnson now going out as the Prime Minister over there, how much of a state of flux are they in as far as being a consistent customer for products, ag products from, from Wisconsin? It's a really unique situation right now and a little bit fluid, but one of the things I can say is we had previously planned a trip, Wisconsin-based trip, to, to the U.K., um, and then COVID hit, so then we pressed pause, and now, you know, now as, as we moved on, USDA set, set up this uh, event, and when we were there, this all predates 
uh, Boris Johnson's exit. Uh, but what I would say is that the U.K. got out of the European Union, and they're still trying to find their way. And the way I look at this USDA trip is it's good timing for us uh, because we're getting in that marketplace now. Uh, as they're still trying to find their footing. And, you know, uh, Wisconsin has a lot of products that I think will do well in the U United Kingdom. I think uh, dairy, dairy genetics uh, are good opportunities. Dairy products, uh, but also wood, wood products, and then uh, distilled spirits are, are some of the things that we were promoting over there. And I think getting in that, getting in that market now is going to help us because we've already got another trip planned for uh, May or June of next year, just to Wisconsin only. You say will... Meaning, it doesn't sound like you signed any contracts over there. What What is their feeling or their thought process about getting something concrete done? The good news is that there are some businesses that are kind of active in that marketplace already. So when I say will or, or looking ahead, a lot of what we're doing is kind of that base building. Uh, it's... Not, uh, I, I talked to the USDA folks that set up these missions, and it's it's not you're not signing a lot of contracts there, but you're building the relationship. You're you're getting a name out there. You're finding out who the people are in the marketplace, so you can do what we're going to do next year, which is get back, recruit a bunch of Wisconsin companies, figure out what they want, then get back in that marketplace. I can tell you, there were there was a uh, Wisconsin-based genetics company and two Wisconsin cheese uh, uh, companies that were part of that uh, part of that activity. So. They're actively looking to get in that market, and there there are there are some people who are already there. But we need to we need to help them do more. What about future trips, specifically, or at least partly specific, as far as ag products around the world? We got more of those planned. Yes, we do. Actually, uh, USDA is sponsoring another trip to the Philippines, uh, and so I am not going on that. But somebody from the Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection is going, and there again, I think you're you're looking at developing markets around the world and getting access to dairy, dairy products, dairy genetics are important. And hey, Wisconsin is where it's at on that, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, uh, but then, you know, if we're talking about the Philippines, we can also look at things like uh, vegetable, uh, pre prepared vegetables, things like that. Again, Wisconsin's got a lot to offer. And we're coming off this record year last year. Uh, and with this funding that Governor Evers has, has made available, this is helping us get the dollars out to those companies, uh, out to those organizations. And they can build their own international trade portfolio. We just get them the money. We can help get them in markets. And then they, they make the sales pitch, and we're there to help. How do we focus? Just got back from England, going to the Philippines. It's a big world out there with a lot of other countries. How do we focus on where these likely candidates are that will buy from us? That's a good point, Bob. We can't be everywhere, nor should we be. You know, I mean, I, I think we could help market Wisconsin products anywhere in the world, but uh, we have to make sure we're focusing our resources. So to me, what that means is historically, and, and right now too, our three strongest trade partners, Canada, Mexico, and China. My hope is that's that's always going to be there. Canada and Mexico are our neighbors. It makes a lot of sense. Um, How uh, consistent is China? Uh, it's been a little. It's been a little in flux. Now some of that gets back to those trade disruptions that I talked about, and so that's that's taken a bit of a bite on the trade. But uh, there there are some opportunities that are reopening. China is still one of our top three trade markets, uh, but also uh, Japan and Korea. Um, so you know, how do you know where to go? 
that's our stronghold, and we've got a lot of mature operations going on there. Um, where we go from there is we work with our, uh, our International Agribusiness Center at DACAP. We've got a small but mighty team that helps target uh, Wisconsin products. We work collaboratively with the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation uh, and between our two, our two agencies, and we've been working together for years, so it's pretty seamless. Um, we help to identify what those target markets might be find out what businesses might be interested. Again, with this funding that just came to us this year, we're able to get dollars to businesses that maybe they got a toe in the water, but they haven't jumped in just yet. This helps them build out what's our plan going to be because you you can't just flip a switch overnight and say, "Yeah, I think I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go market my product here." It takes time to build that up, and that's where our team comes in. That's where WEDC comes in. And that's Randy Romanski speaking with Bob Bosold at Farm Technology Days. A lot of interesting things. And, you know, Jill, Farm Tech Days, that was a lot of fun this last week. Or two weeks ago now. It was fun. It was a little tiring, <laughs> but it was fun. Just a little tiring. <laughs> Just a little. I, it's a lot. You know, a lot of people think, oh, my gosh, three full days. And you got to think for, like, you and Bob and what I used to do as well, we're up at 2 in the morning, and it's a full day. Full day out in the heat, talking yep. to people. We now know what it's like to be a farmer. They usually get up a little later than us, but then they're up even later than we are. Yep. But yep. then again, you added on that Farm Tech Fest, and that was that was really a topper to everything. Oh, but wasn't that? Perfect night sky, cold beverages. And the atmosphere was excellent. Yes, it was a great time. And speaking of a great time, we need to keep checking in on markets. We're going to be hearing from Rocky Olson. He's coming up next. From Premier Livestock in Withy. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're half past the 5 o'clock hours, which makes it 5.30. Time to check in with our morning markets. We're going to head over to Premier Livestock in Withy and check in with Rocky Olson. Good morning, Rocky. Hey, good morning. So how's the weather over by you? It's nice, clear, sun's coming out. I think it's going to be a beautiful day. Yeah, it was kind of weird yesterday. Uh, kind of felt like a fall day last night. I, honestly, yeah, I had to go with that. It was kind of fall-like. We have 49 here this morning. So. Whew, that's a little chilly. Yep. Well, catch us up. It's a busy day. What's going on over at Premier Livestock? Uh, thank you, Kristen. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how last week's auctions uh, shaped up here at Premier Livestock. Uh, we did sell over 2,700 head of livestock. Fed cattle uh, traded a little lower. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 121 to 135. Select and low choice Holsteins, 115 to 120. Choice beef steers and heifers, 125 to 140. Market cows definitely on a lower trend. High yielding cows from 78 to 88. We've seen a top uh, individual cow this last week at 95, but most of the cows trading from 61 to 77. Market bulls lower. High yielding bulls from 90 to a dollar. Ten top the week at a dollar fifteen. Lower yielding bulls eighty nine and down. Uh, organic uh, market cows sold every Monday. High yielding cows from ninety to one fifteen. Lower yielding eighty nine and down. The calf market was uh, steady this last week. Most of Holstein bull calves sold from a hundred to hundred and ninety five per head. Beef calves one twenty five to three eighty five. Holstein heifer calves twenty to eighty. Uh, this week we got two big dairy cattle auctions. We got one Tuesday, we got one Wednesday. Tuesday we got our special monthly dairy heifer auction featuring two complete heifer dispersals. 
Uh, we got one group of 90 high-quality organic heifers. Uh, we sold our excellent herd of organic cows here. Now we got all the heifers. They're going to be 50 years of AI breeding behind them, uh, expecting 500 head of dairy heifers. We are open to take in more consignments for that auction. They can come in today or they can come in tomorrow morning by 10 a.m. Then on Wednesday, we got three complete herd dispersals. Uh, very big day. We got one Holstein parlor freestall herd. We got one uh, tie stall herd of Holsteins and crossbreds, even a few jerseys in there. And then we have an 85 cow heifer and heifer organic herd dispersal, uh, plus many reputation consignments. We got 25 fancy fresh cows from Chamberlain Dairy out of Minnesota, uh, plus lots of other reputation groups. Uh, questions? Call us at Premier 715-229-2500. Don't forget that we're now accepting machinery uh, for our August machinery auction. Uh, had a lot of stuff roll on over the weekend. Uh, but get it in as soon as you can for best advertising. So that's the way it's shaped up, Kristen. Excellent. When is that machinery sale? August 26th. August 26th. So up. I know everybody's busy this time of year, but uh, get it on in. Sounds good. Well, Rocky, you take care, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Thank you. Bye. There he goes, Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. And this morning's markets are brought to you by... Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean, the world's largest kidney bean processor, based right here in Menominee, Wisconsin, wishes all the great Wisconsin farmers a productive and successful end to our 2022 growing season. With harvest just around the corner, it's the perfect time to be looking ahead to next year's rotation, which could include kidney beans. Kidney beans are competitively priced and highly profitable, making them a great addition to your rotation. Call Ben at 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com to see if growing kidney beans is right for you. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time in the morning to check in with some weather. We're going to head over to our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea, and check in and see what's going on over there. Good morning, Mike. Morning, Kristen. How we doing? We are doing fabulous. How's it going with you? Oh, much better now that uh, everybody knows I wear my heart on my sleeve when it comes to the humidity. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> everyone knows how I feel about it. You like it. That's what I was told, that oh, you're yeah. all about the humidity. Oh, yeah. I love it. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that kind of like you're getting ready for the honeymoon destination? Well, I don't, I mean, well, I would say that uh, the way that this year is shaped up, the honeymoon destination is going to be hot if it's anything <laughs> like like last year. So I might want to spend some time down south if I, I plan to go to Europe next summer, Ooh. if it's going to be like that. That's where our honeymoon is. So uh, Yeah, yeah, they're they, in a heat wave right now. Oh, yeah, they have had quite a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think we're going to get quite that heat wave here this week, are we? Oh, this week is going to be beautiful. We'll have a good bit of sunshine today, upper 70s. We'll have a few part, or a few clouds roll in, so partly cloudy conditions later on tonight and low 60s for our lows. Now, we may have a chance at some showers early tomorrow and then another chance later on in the evening, maybe a rumble or two of thunder with it. Otherwise, into the upper 70s and low 80s, but it'll bring some humidity briefly tomorrow and another cold front moves through and that'll cool us down and dry us out yet again going into Wednesday. Mostly sunny, upper 70s for our highs Thursday Maybe a very slim chance at a couple pop-up showers here and there, but otherwise uh, mostly sunny with temperatures only in the mid-70s. So it is going to be pretty cool. Mostly sunny for Friday, upper 70s again, but heading towards the weekend. That's where things really start to warm up, getting into the low 80s by Saturday and upper 80s by Sunday. 
and mostly sunny conditions then. But it is a cool start to the day today. 52 degrees in Eau Claire with uh, just a couple clouds. So really not that bad of a morning. So this would be the perfect week to go camping then? I would say so, yes. Oh, well, that's where we're heading out here later on this week. We're going to go camping. So good. I like the weather forecast. Let's keep it. Like it, love it, want more of it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You have a good one, Kristen. All right, you too. There he goes, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea. And this morning's weather is brought to you, and your this morning, and your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Marquardt Motors is looking to hire a service advisor and two service lane porter positions. Marquardt Motors offers a competitive salary with a generous benefit package. Apply in person or at marquardtmotors.com. That's a look at our morning markets. And Morgan McCarthy's flagging me down. She's saying, hey, it's time for some news. And Morgan, catch us up. What's going on this morning in the newsroom? Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today coming out of that weekend and plugging into a new week. We'll let Mother Nature start us off. As authorities say, Saturday storms flipped a camper on its side in Vernon County. It happened Saturday afternoon near the marina at Waters Edge Motel in Stoddard. One person was hurt when the camper tipped. As parts of the western area of our state saw some pretty strong winds and heavy rains, there was a band of strong storms that moved through that area. On the political stage, the three Republicans running for governor in our state agree on what the big issues in our state are, but... Not on how to solve them. Rebecca Cleefish, Tim Michaels, Tim Ratham, all answering questions on taxes, education, abortion, and crime during yesterday's debate on Milwaukee TV. Now, Cleefish jumped at a chance to talk about her tax plan to lower Wisconsin's personal income tax. Sounded like this. Our first budget, we're going to do welfare reform and massive transformational tax reform. We're going to move everyone to a 3.54% tax, and we're going to gun toward eliminating the income tax altogether. We're going to eliminate the tax of all retirement income to universal school Overall choice. Overall on notes, Michaels at times seemed to struggle to find answers. Rantham got a huge round of applause for his take on election integrity. Uh, voters, you'll pick between the three in the primary election in two weeks. Speaking of taxes, what will you see on the ballot locally? Well, Eau Claire City Council is ready to approve its tax hike question for November. City Council tomorrow night will vote on a million-dollar-plus referendum question. So what would that be? Well, the idea would be to raise taxes to pay for new police officers, firefighters, and 911 dispatchers. No one's saying exactly at how much taxes will have to go up to pay for the new hires, but that price tag we can expect to hear more about in the coming weeks, maybe mid-August or so. And a life of crime never pays off, especially when you're wanted for robbing a bank and while well, you lost a wallet, right Scott? Lieutenant Ryan Flood of the Greenville County Sheriff's Office says U.S. Marshals have arrested 42-year-old Christopher McNeil in Virginia. Investigators believe McNeil robbed a Wells Fargo bank in Greenville July 11th He's also believed to have robbed a bank in Lake City. WYFF is reporting that that is where investigators say he dropped his wallet, thus revealing his identity. It is expected McNeil will be extradited back to the Palmetto State to face a host of charges. I'm Scott Kimbler. It's work that keeps you out of trouble, right? So we'll send you back to the barn. Working hard with Jill Welke, Kristen Smith, and I see Mackenzie on scene today, too, pulling her weight in the barn, doing the chores as we're live, local, and right along with you on Wax 104.5. <laughs> Wow. Thank you so much, Morgan. I, I, I'm almost speechless, Jill. And for, <laughs> for Christian to be speechless, that is something we need to write down. Well, I mean, seriously, you go in and rob a bank and drop your wallet. I mean, isn't that like bank robber 101? Leave the wallet at home, all your identification, you know, cover your hair, DNA. and I would think so. I don't know, but I've never tried it. So maybe there's a new way to do it. Oh, man.
There you go. That's a new thing for you to do. You no. and Bob can go and try and rob a bank later. <laughs> How is that going to work? Everybody knows Bob. He doesn't need his wallet and identification. It'll be a distraction. Oh, okay. Everybody, look at Bob. I'm going to take your money. I don't think so. Oh, my God. I, I just... How do you drop your wallet? I mean, did you forget that your <laughs> pants had a hole in them? Did you like, hey, I'm like, grab my credit card. I, it's kind of like putting yourself right out there. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Kenzie, what do you think? You think that's a smart idea or a bad idea? It's not the best idea. You don't think it's a good idea? Not really. So would you leave your wallet at home if you were going to rob a bank? Yeah. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So well, so that's a note for you if she ever leaves her wallet at home. Yes. You better be on the lookout. I will maybe, be on the lookout. You'll have to, uh, maybe you'll get one of those calls. Oh, yeah. Excuse me, ma'am. Do you know what your daughter's doing? But she wouldn't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sensing sarcasm. Well, that was a look at our morning news. We've got more markets coming up. So, yeah, we got to keep moving along here. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, time to check in with some morning markets this morning. We're going to head over to the Equity Altoona Bar and check in with Jim Lindsay. Jim, what's all going on this morning? Choice beef steers and efforts $1.20 to $1.38. Choice dairy cross steers and efforts $1.18 to $1.37. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers $1.25 to $1.31. Choice Holstein steers $1.14 to $1.24. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers $1.13 and down. Top 20% of the cold cows sold from 75 to 86. We had a top of 89.50. 60% of the cows sold from 60 to 74. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 59 and down. We do sell organic cattle at the Altoona Market on Tuesdays. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, July 29th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. You too, Jim. Thank you so much. That was Jim Lindsay over at the Equity Altoona Barn. And now it's time to check in with Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Equity Barn. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, good morning to you and Jill. And I understand that you have a replacement for Bob on duty already, huh? Oh, definitely. We've got Jill in the hot seat on one side. I've got Mackenzie and the other. I mean, we've got the fabulous ladies here, and we're running oh. the show. I mean, we. I mean, I think Bob can almost retire now. Well, uh, well, I, I don't know if that'll ever happen. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, so you're, uh, you're 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 starting your daughter pretty young, though. Is that? Yep, we're starting her young. She's got to get up and get those farm chores going, and yeah, she decided she wanted to come with today. So I'm like, absolutely, and. So you you have to ask her what did she think about getting up at two thirty in the morning? Yeah, well you get used to it if you're going back to school. Well, next week uh, you can just send her up and you can stay in bed, Kristen. I you know I would think that, but she's only nine, <laughs> so I mean that would be kind of crazy for her to drive. Ah uh, yeah, well you could send down send the wax helicopter for her. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll have to borrow it from Bob. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway, we better get the business here or. Uh, something else might happen. You yeah, talk exactly. About Catch us up, Jerry. I'll do that. Kristen, thank you. And again, a very good morning to everyone. And this will be the sales schedule this week here at Equity Stratford. A full marketing week on tap as we begin here on Monday morning. On Monday, we sell uh, conventional market cows uh, and the long 
uh, with fed cattle and conventional market bulls. We sell calves on Monday at 11.30. Tomorrow, Tuesday, again, another busy Tuesday tomorrow here at Stratford, starting at 10 o'clock, hay and bedding auction. Like I said, that does start at 10 o'clock. Uh, dairy auction tomorrow will be at 11 o'clock. We do have a complete herd dispersal of 40 Holstein milk cows. Also, the springing and uh, bread heifers will be selling uh, right along with these cows, and their parlor freestyle milk and uh, housed in a freestyle barn and... Uh, uh, well, how is in the correct, uh, a regular barn, I should say, but they're part of freestyle milk. And the owner is retiring from dairying, so a good opportunity again tomorrow to buy some good quality uh, dairy cattle. Again, that'll be 11 o'clock here tomorrow at Stratford. Uh, following tomorrow will be the uh, market sale. We do sell organic market cattle every Tuesday, followed by the conventional uh market cattle tomorrow on Tuesday. Wednesday we start at 10 o'clock, full marketing day on Wednesday also, including market cattle, sheep, hog, and goats, and baby calves also. Our feeder cattle this week on Wednesday will be a noontime start. Our Thursday auction, full marketing day on Thursday with market cattle and baby calves is at 11 o'clock. And just a couple things coming up here in um, August. Goodness, yeah, last week of July already here. Our next special bread beef cow sale will be Wednesday, August 3rd, and we do have uh, several consignments already for that. You folks can consign cattle for that. Uh, let us know. We'll put them on the consignment list for you. Also, we'll be selling breeding bulls at that date on Wednesday, August 3rd. So, again, if you folks got any questions, uh, just give us a call here at 687 687- or 101. And I guess uh, that's what we have this morning for you, Kristen. We'll be back here tomorrow morning. Give an update on the markets, and uh, I was uh, watching this dairy thing kind of going the wrong way, isn't it? Yeah, it's not exactly great news, but you never know. Something will change, and all of a sudden it'll go back up. So let's hope for that. Yeah, well, did uh, uh, I don't know. I have to take a look here. I think the cattle on free report came out on Friday, too, didn't it? I'd have to double-check on that. Yeah, well, well, that's always interesting, but we'll see what happens in Chicago today. But in the meantime, we'll be selling stuff here in Stratford, and like I said, we will be getting an uh, update tomorrow morning for you folks. And, well, you ladies, uh, uh, enjoy the day now. Uh, Mackenzie, where are they taking you for breakfast? Where are they Perkins taking you? Again. Perkins. Perkins. Oh, well, and make <laughs> sure you have, have the full menu and charge it to Bob. Sounds good. <laughs> oh boy, we're we're training her right, aren't we, Jerry? Yes, you are. Well, you ladies and hey, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Sounds good, Jerry. Thank you so Jerry, much. Thanks. There he goes. That's Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Equity Barn. And that's right. We got to take Mackenzie out to some breakfast. She's doing a great job this morning. But we've got a lot more going on yet. We've got markets coming up. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take a look at those markets again for you. On the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got December corn up 11 cents to 575. December oats up 8 cents at 439. November beans up a dime at 1326. October soybean meal was up $3.50 to 38690 a ton. We've got your December wheat up 27 cents at 805. Country elevators in the area. We got Golden Plump in Arcadia at six nineteen for corn. Baldwin's at five eighty five and thirteen seventy seven. Durandas at five eighty and thirteen seventy two. Mondovi's at five eighty five thirteen seventy two. Elmwood is at five ninety and thirteen seventy seven. Fall Creek is at five seventy and thirteen sixty seven. Osseo is at five dollars ninety cents and thirteen seventy seven. Elk Mound is at five ninety for corn, thirteen ninety two for beans. Sparta came up at six twenty four for corn. 
And they're reporting fourteen seventy seven for beans, so you better double check on that one. Ellsworth is at five sixty five and thirteen sixty seven. Ethanol plants in the area. We've got Boyceville at six thirty four, Stanley at six thirty seven, Richmond at six thirty two. Then looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese down four cents to a dollar ninety two. Your blocks were unchanged at a dollar ninety one. Double A grade butter is down one and three quarter cent to two ninety and three quarters. And your class three futures for July are down two at twenty two fifty two. August down thirteen cents to twenty twenty three. September down 28 cents to 1989. October is down 26 cents to 2040. November down 20 cents to 2054. And then those markets continue downward trending through September of 2023. How's the haymaking going? Are you getting it put up so you're getting maximum quality? We're going to talk about that today with Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. And, of course, we're talking about leaf loss. Are you harvesting those leaves? And, Dan, it's in some cases, it's easy to lose some of those leaves if we don't do it right. That's right, Bob. I think a lot of people are losing a lot more than what they realize. We uh, sampled 30-some farmers' fields where we took a sample of the standing alfalfa and then measured the leaf percentage and then took a sample of the harvested haylage and measured the leaf percentage. And what we found was that on the average, farmers were losing about 9.8% of the leaves in the harvesting process, a significant loss. Uh, and some farmers were losing as much as 20% of the leaves, so that those were extremes. Uh, what we see is that that uh, 10% leaf loss first is a yield loss. And right now with uh, 200 or $250 a ton hay, losing a couple tenths of a ton per acre is a significant loss. And then uh, I was surprised, but uh, losing 10% leaves tends to lower the relative forage quality by about 46 points. So that's a, a huge loss in forage quality. And even if we just value that at a dollar a point of relative forage quality, which is low, uh, we're still talking about uh, on a two-ton yield uh, something around a $70 per acre loss from losing 10% leaves. The upshot of it was is we put a spreadsheet together and we look at yield loss, we look at quality loss, and then, of course, we also lose protein, which is really important right now with the high price of soybean meal. We can, uh, with a 10% loss, lose about $15 worth of protein per acre. So when we tally all those things up, the... uh, 10% leaf loss that was the average of these 30 farmers gives us about $149 per acre per cutting leaf uh, loss in value of yield and quality. And so it's really important for us to think about how we're harvesting that alfalfa and are we losing leaves and losing things behind in the field. So again... The good news is the alfalfa is good. Bad news is maybe it's not as good as it can be because you're losing leaves. Another good thing, Dan's going to tell us how to minimize that leaf loss next week on our next Grow Alfalfa program with Dr. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist. Thank you so much, Bob. And again, that's our next Grow Alfalfa update program with Dr. Dan Undersander. And Jill, what do you think? I think 
we can pretty much retire now. I mean, Bob will be out the door soon. You're, I'm out the door. You're out the door. And I think Mackenzie's going to take over. I think, I think she can do it. What do you think, kiddo? I'm not taking over. What? <laughs> well, yeah. Jerry even said you're going to drive in next week. I get to sleep in. Nuh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. You think she should come back another time? At least one more time, I think she should come back. Then she'll be set to go. What do you think? I think that's good. You think that's good? And this time, you'll count the deer on the way in. Sure. <laughs> it was a little tricky for her, Jill. She had a hard time seeing some of the deer this morning. Well, you've got the eye pants, and you're used to looking for it. True. This morning, I actually followed a deer in. It looked like a yearling. Oh, I thought it, maybe it was a John deer. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it come off the side of the road and I'm slowed down and all of a sudden it just kept going down the road. You know, it's kind of like in those cartoons where they never know to s- turn to mm-hmm. the right so they get away from you. It just went down the road. I think I followed it probably for 50 or 100 feet before it finally decided to jump into the ditch. Nice. Yep, those deer are nasty. They are out and about and moving around, though. You keep seeing them on the side of the road. So be careful. And now the fawns are really starting to move, too. They're starting to jump and prance, and they're starting to run. So keep an eye out there. And it looks like it's going to be a beautiful day, mostly sunny, 79 degrees. So enjoy your Monday. New rodeo stars will be born during the wild and crazy celebrity donkey races at the Eau Claire County Fairgrounds on Tuesday, July 26th at 6.30 in the evening. It's racing action on real live donkeys. 50 local celebrity donkey jockeys will be racing for a fun-filled night for the friends of the fair. All proceeds benefit Eau Claire County youth. Get advanced tickets at Edina Realty on Keith Street or pick them up at the gate. Laugh as you've never laughed before at the celebrity donkey races on July 26th at 6.30 in the evening at the Eau Claire County Fairgrounds, sponsored by Danny Yoder Realty Group. Family owned and operated since 1982. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at waxradio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi and the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at waxradio.com.